What is Anki? Is it a powerful study tool? What makes a good or bad flashcard? What's the best thing about using this Anki app? Today on Talking Admissions and Med Student Life, I interview Nick, a first-year medical student here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Well, welcome to another edition of Talking Admissions and Med Student Life. I'm with a great, great guest today, Nick. How are you doing? I'm good. First year med student? Yep. All right. We have much to talk about, but I want to like to start in the beginning. All right. So, Nick, how did you know you wanted to be a doctor? What, 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 was, what, what is your origin superhero story? Well, it's in my journal when I was five years old. It was doctor or policeman, so <laughs> that's where it started. So uh, you were competing with the police academy on that's some right, level. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, but honestly, like I, I always wanted to be a doctor. My dad's a doctor, mm-hmm. and when I really sat down and started thinking about it, my dad played devil's advocate and told me, you know, it's awful. You're not going to see your family. You're going to have to give up a lot. And so I started looking at, I, I went through the majors list mm-hmm. at BYU, you know, what else could I do? And I found like finance things. I really like finance. So how old were you when you had this conversation with your dad? Or was it kind of more of an ongoing kind of? So th- this was, I, I was actually on a mission. So he was signing up for classes for me because I couldn't do it. So okay. I was 21 at the time almost. Okay. And uh, where were you on your mission? As in Taiwan. Okay. So. Not a lot of internet there, I bet. Or is it against well, the rules? There's the internet, yeah, just uh, against the rules. Against the rules? You can't sign up for BOU classes on the internet? You can, you can email your parents once a week. That was all you got to do. Oh, so. my goodness. Okay. So, anyway, so I'm so, emailing him. So, you had a good relationship with your dad. Yeah. He wasn't signing you up for joke classes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Could have kind of messed with your life a bit. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, all right. So, yeah, he, he's just playing devil's advocate. So, finally, I'm looking, well, do I want to do business or finance? And I just could not justify making money for the sake of making money. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something where I could actually like help somebody mm-hmm. with the skills I learned and and it just nothing felt right. And now that I'm here in medical school, like everything feels right. I love it. It's all clicking. Yeah. All right. So you come back from your mission. Talk to me about um BYU pre med life. Like how competitive is it? Because I know there's a lot of you. Like yeah. like what well, how was that? Like how'd you how'd you navigate that? How'd you set yourself apart? Uh it was Competitive, no doubt. Um, yeah, getting an A was not easy. I think medical school is less stressful in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was less busy, and I had fun. I People told me, you know, you can try and do things for your application, or you can just do the things you love, and then when you get to the application, you just make it work. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did, and and it worked. So, What kind of things were you doing? How did you, how did you prepare for the application, medical school? Yeah, so. um, I did a lot of humanitarian stuff. That's just that's my thing. That's what I love. So mm-hmm. I I did stuff in Africa and Nepal. Wow. Um, and I loved that. And then I worked with Boys and Girls Club a lot. And then I was in a singing and dancing group. Okay. And uh, let's break that down. I love breaking this down. Okay. <laughs> so Africa. Like, I, did you do that through BYU or did you do that on your own efforts or like? Yeah. Like, so my, how'd that come about? Yeah. My dad has done a ton of stuff. Like he was on the the relief troop that went to Haiti and Philippines after the earthquakes. So he kind of gets involved in this and he started sponsoring people in Africa and just wanted to go. So mm-hmm. it was just he and I, and we set up this medical trip and I did eye exams and blood pressure and vitals and stuff. And he did bigger physical exams and, mm-hmm. and uh, we worked with a bunch of, of girls that were orphans mm-hmm. and, and normally they'll go into prostitution. That's the only way they can survive. Wow. And so our neighbor had set up a big school there to help them learn. And mm-hmm. we went and helped with the health part of it. So, wow. That's yeah. amazing. And then you mentioned the boys and girls club. 
Yeah. What, what, what was that about? How, what, what did you guys? I would just go for? volunteer after school. I mean, it was nothing big. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, typically the kids in Boys and Girls Club, their parents are still working after, so they're kind of from lower-income families, and mm-hmm. I would just go off to school and read with them. Mm-hmm. And, so uh, kind of like a mentor, tutoring kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. And, and I found out halfway through doing that that they had a Chinese immersion program at one of these schools, so I went and helped them mm. with their Chinese homework, wow. and that was tons of fun. So. Wow, that's amazing. And then, uh, and then you mentioned, what was that last thing you mentioned? You, did, you said three things. Oh, what did I do? Boys and girls. Oh, singing and dancing. Singing and dancing. Oh, let's, yeah. let's focus on that. Okay. Again, BYU is known for this. Were you on the team? There's I wasn't. Team. This is actually totally different. It's called Clayton Productions. It's okay. In, it's in Sandy, so I commuted up to do it. And I just I did it I, all through high school, and then I, I did that. And we actually went on tour to Taiwan and performed all over. What, what, kind, of, what kind of singing and dancing are we talking about here? Everything. Just depending on the music we country, were doing, we rap, did it. Yeah, we did country, we did Michael Jackson, okay. we did hip hop. Oh, you know how to moonwalk. So not quite, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. Okay, all right, so. all right. So you're doing all these activities. You're going to class. You're studying hard, um, and you know, for those that are listening, like, because I know you applied to law schools. Yeah. I know you got into law schools. Like, what was your like? What was your process? How did you know which schools to apply to and and, you know, just kind of walk, walk us through that. Yeah. Uh, somebody told me, which I thought was great advice, to take the MCAT a couple months earlier mm-hmm. so that I could apply to Texas. Okay. And they have cheap schools, and they're good schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I would definitely recommend to everybody. Uh, because they have a separate application system. Texas does yeah. its own thing. Yeah, they yeah. do their own thing, and yeah. it's earlier, too. Yeah. And they're kind of, for out-of-staters, it's kind of a first-come, first-serve sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for other schools, I just kind of looked at what based off what my MCAT was what I could get into and then I had a few reach schools and I had a few safety schools mm-hmm. uh, and I think I ended up applying almost 20 schools cause 20 schools people had recommended okay so and how many interview offers did you get I think I went to 10 okay all right all so. right that's good good feeling good yeah. about things yeah. um what was your experience interviewing all these schools like that, different kind of atmosphere. I assume different atmospheres. Yeah, totally different. different totally different interviews. Yeah. Everything yeah. is totally different. And mm-hmm. and then you realize too after the first one that the curriculums of every med school is different, and mm-hmm. the way they actually do med school is different. So, yeah, they're all totally unique. Mm-hmm. How'd you find which one? I mean, like how how do you how do you learn about that as someone who's there for like less than a day? I mean, were you doing like a lot of research on the internet or? Did they have a lot of students coming? Or did you? Is there like an alumni network you kind of reached out to? Like, how'd you gather information? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the biggest thing for me was I stayed with somebody every night in the school. I always signed up for that stay with a med student thing Mm -hmm. and talking with them the night before. And then I would always keep their phone number too. And once I got accepted, I'd ask them more questions. But that was the biggest thing for me Mm -hmm. uh, because you're hearing it from somebody who's there. You know, the admissions committee kind of shows you like the glamour. Mm But the student's going to tell you the real deal. I love and so it. if it matches up, <laughs> then you know it's a good school. Mm-hmm. And if they tell you something different, then you know you really need to ask a few more questions to okay. see what's going on. And you, were you married by this time? I was, yeah. Okay. Yep. So did your, did your wife go out with you to these schools? She or? went to one with me. Okay. Did, so. was, that, did, was that helpful or not helpful? Uh, well, like I think she was part. Like, again, she was part of this decision, right? Yeah, yeah. It's this complicated kind of Very yeah much. process. So, so we went out there just because her friend lived out there in Dallas, and uh, I loved UT Southwestern. I thought it was an amazing school. She hated Dallas. <laughs> so, <laughs> did she go that before she got there? Or? No. Okay. Just, okay. She went and spent the whole day in Dallas with her friend while I was interviewing him. Okay. When we were done, she's like, "I can't live here." So. <laughs> All right, all right. So you go on an interview, you learn about the different cultures, different curriculums. Oh, like, what are some of the, I mean, again, it's hard for people who are not in medicine. 
Um, what like you know you don't have to name names. Like what are some of the differences in the curriculums that you saw? I mean, what, what yeah. could you appreciate at that at that level? Yeah. Uh, one of the schools that I almost went to, their curriculum they do all their book work in a year, mm-hmm. and then they jump straight into clinicals. Uh, whereas other schools, like you, the U is, is two years, and others were a year and a half. And some of them would do a year and a half and then take the boards, and some would do a year and a half and then a year of clinicals and then take the boards. Mm-hmm. So all totally different Interesting. methods. Yeah. And then some of them were organ systems, and some of them were more like class-based, like you'd have a genetics class. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's totally different. Did you go to different second luck days? Uh, I went to, I think I actually just went to the U's. Okay. At that point, I was more like committed. That helped committed, seal the deal. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume it was a good experience? It was. Okay. Yeah, it was a good right. experience. Um, okay. So, again, kind of, again, how did you end up choosing? I mean, what was the kind of, what were some of the criteria that you were looking for that helped you decide to stay here? Yeah. Um, I'd say the biggest one was my wife. <laughs> she wanted to stay here mm-hmm. in Utah. Both of our families are from here. But beyond that, uh, location, price, and curriculum. That was mm-hmm. my three things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized the interview days, they'd show you the flashy things, like the U has a anatomy table mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't touched it since I got here you know it's flashy but mm-hmm. and then some schools had awesome anatomy labs and the use is really old yep but it it's, didn't bother me at all research park yeah didn't yeah. bother me at all once mm-hmm. you got in there like all you needed was a cadaver and a scalpel mm-hmm. and so I realized later into the process that it was the curriculum and the price and the location that I that I want to live there for four years that I like the people that were there and mm-hmm. and was the cost not not outrageous okay so alright fair enough and so you matriculate here to the U. Yep. And before I turned on the pod, you were telling me that you had quite the commute. It was. So let's talk about that. <laughs> I think this is the furthest I've ever heard anyone living. Yeah. So did you just, were you just locked in to a rental agreement you couldn't get out of? Or you just, no, so we were you living, just love what Mapleton has to offer? So. We were living in my wife's parents' house. Okay. They're on a mission. So we were there for almost free, basically. Okay. Uh, which was nice. And she was at BYU doing... A lot of credits trying to finish everything up before she student teach so she was almost as busy as I was okay and uh, first years here told me that I could do it <laughs> second look day was it lie was it lie um, and, and I did it honestly okay. it wasn't it wasn't the easiest thing I didn't get into the social life and stuff because I go right home and it would take two hours yeah how far away is, is Mapleton and we're talking driving if we're driving it's about an hour and ten minutes but I took yeah I would drive to the station which would take like 15 minutes I'd get on front runner and then take a bus to the U the whole thing took about two hours and I assume that's the southernmost front runner station well the southernmost is Provo oh Provo and then you go drive 15 minutes south of there to Mapleton okay so alright good studying time or yeah I I wasn't terrible um, because I did Anki flashcards on the way up. Which then, we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, this all segues so, together. Okay. I just did my flashcards on the way up, and, and then on the way home, I would download the lectures, mm-hmm. and then I would watch them on the way home, mm-hmm. and, and it worked out okay. So what did, did her parents get back from the mission? What was the tipping point? Why did you guys move? Uh, well, she only has two classes this semester. Oh, okay. And I said, I'm done. We're moving Salt Lake. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we're up here now. Okay. So so you live up in Salt Lake? Yeah. yeah okay. All right. All right. Much better. Very cool. All right. So first semester, under your belt. Yep. I thought you did it go as you thought it would go, or a little bit harder, a little easier? Like, what was your experience first semester? First semester, honestly, I felt like it was a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second semester, now that we're really getting into things, is, is more what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first year we kind of covered physiology stuff that I already sort of had a basis for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, I mean, it wasn't awful. Okay. Yeah. So doable. Very, Manageable. Very doable. I think I studied Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. I usually 
caught the first bus at 7 a.m. and I'd be home by 6 or 7 p.m. and I didn't study on the weekend. So. And how do you feel about like you know the different teaching methods? Because I know we have CBL, TBL. Yeah. What are your thoughts about those? Like, uh, it's nice to have a mix. Okay. Um, the TBLs are fun. Team-based learning. Yeah. Because you get to kind of synthesize all these ideas and you have questions that are honestly way harder than they should be. <laughs> but it's good because it forces you to think. And then the CBLs are great because you're thinking this is a real case. Mm-hmm. You try to think of it a real person and I think it really helps with the thought process mm-hmm. developing. Because of the commute, uh, have you had time to get engaged in like different student interest groups or clubs? or Not a ton. Okay. I kind of held off on that. Uh, I did a little bit. I volunteered once at Fourth Street Clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't done a ton just because I was living so far down there. Okay, okay. Any, what's been the biggest drawback other than the commute? Of med school? Of med school in general? Living in Salt Lake, like, you know, Salt Lake City life, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, med school's busy. You have to sacrifice things. Um, okay. Like, I was doing flashcards on Christmas. So, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound like a good Christmas morning, yeah. Yeah, that was only about 20 minutes, so it wasn't terrible. But, I mean, there's sacrifices that have to be made. And, mm. honestly, I've loved pretty much everything about okay. medical school to this point. Okay. So. so great lectures, great material, classmates, everything's yeah. going well. I mean, sometimes it's frustrating trying to navigate, like, what am I actually supposed to know? Because it is never-ending. Mm-hmm. You could keep studying forever. Yep. Keep on going down the rabbit hole. I yeah. mean, you can keep yeah. on going further and further yeah. and further. Down. I mean, there's yeah. stuff that the doctors teaching us don't even know. So... Yeah. yeah. What, what are you on right now? What's uh, what's the lecture? Today? We're doing well MCC is so a molecule cells in cancer, and we're mm-hmm. doing kind of into the cancer unit now, okay. oncology drugs. All right. Oh, and I know like did they do blood cancers earlier? Yeah. So, so okay. we just kind of finished the white blood cell okay. stuff. Okay. Again, leukemia. very. Kind of, I, I heard there was an epic slide deck, 150 slides. Like it's so much information. <laughs> 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 it's like straight nonsense. Like this type yeah. of leukemia, you're mm-hmm. testing for. CD15 and CD30. Like, there's no magic way to remember that. You just yeah. got to remember it. Yeah, I, I remember, yeah. Like, anytime I get, I'm just, I'm, very, I'm almost in awe of you, Nick, because, like, you guys are learning all this up-to-date, current information. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm much more on the clinical side. I'm, and I, I'm, a, I'm a child psychiatrist. I, I don't deal with blood cancers or any of that <laughs> stuff. And I just remember I was talking to some of the med students, and I said, you know, like, what happens if, like, the white blood cells are elevated? And, like... The students, bless their hearts, they started giving me all these very kind of zebra-like answers. I'm going, well, two things, guys. It's probably just an infection. <laughs> it's cancer. Uh, yeah, yeah, they go right there. You know, like, uh, you know, like, like, like horses, like more common things. You know? Or, you know, it could be, it's not that elevated. You can just recheck it. You know? yeah. So just draw the blood again. I yeah. don't know. It's, it's, just, it's very fascinating because I think medical education is really predicated on studying these very you know, interesting diseases because then kind of checks all the boxes that you kind of learn these different principles associated with diseases. But a lot of these diseases are very rare. Oh, yeah. They're very, very rare. And and we call those zebras, you know, like, and I feel sometimes we teach students to look for zebras when in essence they're just like regular horses, you know, it's just just an infection. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, all right. Um, flashcards. Yeah. Let's talk about this. So, um, what is this program or, I don't know, what app or yeah it's an app it's it's online it's it's free on the computer how'd you how'd you discover this and and so it's actually a second look day okay all right yeah okay one of the one of the second years told me he said med school is really not that bad i'm just doing this app and i do like three hours of flashcards a day and that's it and i'm doing awesome Mm -hmm. and somebody already made all these flashcards 
pre-made for you. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is awesome. That sounds really nice. I could do that because I learn well with flashcards. So Anki. Yeah. All right. So you hear about, so you, as far as you know, it's not used on the undergrad level? Or? Well, I was kind of introduced to it when I was studying for the MCAT. Okay. And I okay. hated it okay. because it's so, it's not user-friendly at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but when somebody told me, you know, there's pre-made cards as opposed to you have to make your own, I was a little more convinced that would save a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I've gotten to use it more, I've realized it's actually really powerful. It's just that it, it's built so that you can change it. It's kind of like the Apple versus Windows mm-hmm. comparison. You know, Apple's really user-friendly, but you can't change it very much. Okay. So um, I heard about Second Look Day, and then school starts. And I think there was a group of you that kind of started working together? Or just, just walk me through this, how, to kinda, yeah, how this yeah. developed. Yeah. Well, so Anki's a spaced repetition flashcard app. Okay. Right, So you see a flashcard today, then you'll see it tomorrow, then you'll see it in three days, then in seven days, and onwards. Unless you get it wrong, then maybe it'll come back, you know, so you can review it more. And so a couple friends and I decided we want to get into more difficult specialties, surgical stuff, so we're going to dedicate to this app because the same kid I met on, on Second Look Day told me he scored a phenomenal uh, step one score. Okay. So I was convinced at that point. And so we started trying to learn how to do it, and... I think it took the entire first semester before we had a grip on what we were really doing. But by the end of that semester, you're seeing flashcards that you'd made three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. And you realize what makes a good flashcard, what makes a bad flashcard. But I also realized I wasn't studying for quizzes and all my peers were cramming. Mm-hmm. And I didn't study for the final at all and I did really well. Uh, and so that's when I started to be really convinced, you know, this is really powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm loving it. Okay. So how, how much time a day? We're talking about. I mean, how much do you? I mean, what do there is there recommend recommended time or like? No, it's just kind of whatever you wake up in the morning and it says you got to do, you got to do. Mm-hmm. So I woke up this morning. I think I had four hundred flashcards, and I just do them first thing in the morning. It usually takes me one to two hours, depending on how many reviews it says I need to do. Mm-hmm. And then I'll learn material and add flashcards depending on what uh, what I've learned for the day. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like Anki really kind of comes up with almost a schedule for you. Yeah, it totally of, does. And based on your responses, you you know maybe a, a flashcard is added later, or they kind of yeah. it kind of starts clustering, and then it kind of focuses more on this subject if you're struggling. Does yeah, but it's still so reviewing. So like you know, this morning I'm I'm doing my white blood cell cards and stuff that I was learning from last week, but I'm I also was reviewing some of the kidney stuff and some of the cardio stuff that we'd done you mm-hmm. know last semester. So okay. it does give you a good schedule. Okay. And the best thing about Anki is that you study every day. It mm-hmm. forces you. You got to do your reviews every day. Okay. The worst thing about Anki is you got to study it every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh. that's why I say on Christmas I was doing it. I only had like fifty flashcards, but you still got to do them. Mm-hmm. So, then how much time does it take you to program, or I don't know what the verb is, but to upload the information to create new flashcards? Yeah. So making a new is, flashcard is that, is that kind of the rate limiting step? Would you say or making new flashcards for sure takes a while, mm-hmm. just because you got to type it out. It's just like if you were using Quizlet or mm-hmm. or hand making any flashcard that takes a long time, and that's what's so nice for medical school is that. You know, it's it's totally pre-made for you. Mm-hmm. And just recently, I saw somebody just released an MCAT one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the NCLEX one is starting to come out, too. So people are starting to upload their decks just on Reddit or something. Like, hey, I made these flashcards. Use them for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I downloaded a medical Chinese deck just so I could start doing it. And it, somebody, somebody else made it. And <laughs> wow. Here I'm learning how to do stuff. So, <laughs> you know, it's nice because mm-hmm. you can share around with everybody. I'll make cards for class and share them with our class. Mm-hmm. And everybody else can use them. Okay. And so that, that's my question. I kind of is my next question, Nick. It sounds like, not. It sounds almost like 
a little bit like our religion? Is it, is it, kind, of gro- <laughs> is it kind of growing? Do you have more and more believers? From what I understand... Do you have uh, disciples and followers? Yeah. <laughs> From what I understand, the, uh, like four or five years ago at the U, there was one guy that did Anki. He was kind of the one that started it, and he got a phenomenal board score. Mm-hmm. And so the next year, there was a few more, and the next year, a few more, and I think a lot of our classes used it, and from what the faculty has been saying, our test scores have been higher than any mm-hmm. of the averages. I know last year's board scores were the U's highest yep. ever. It's trending in a great direction. Yeah. So uh, I think you could probably attribute some of that to using a spaced repetition app. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's other companies like Firecracker or the First Aid has even come out with spaced repetition flashcards. So okay. I think everyone's starting to realize this is a superior method of studying. Okay. Okay. But and do you still get to enjoy like lectures or are, are people making flashcards in real time or or you know I'm just again I'm. I'm just going to put on my medical educator, yeah. administrator hats. Like, does this in any way detract from, like, what you're supposed to be getting out of med school? Like, the professionalism and the peer and the teamwork yeah. and that type of stuff? Or or do you feel this enhances it and just makes it better? So uh, I think it, I would say it enhances it okay. in that there's just a ton you have to memorize for medical school. Mm-hmm. It's it's not quite so much like undergrad where it's more understanding. Mm-hmm. It's just straight, like I said, CD15 and CD30 is this cancer. You just got to memorize that mm-hmm. uh, or, or memorizing names of drugs. And so it really helps that and it makes that part faster and you can spend more time on the actual clinical stuff I think that matters okay. more. Okay, all right. So I know there's the, there's the doctrine course. There's yeah. clinical method curriculum. And is, is Anki used for that, or is that... Like a tiny, tiny bit, because okay. we have a little bit of Because that's more like muscle memory, and yeah. just, you know, kind of, you know, interprofessional communication yeah. skills type exactly. of exactly. You yeah. actually got to go practice those skills with... And I do it with a, with a friend, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll go practice doing the heart exam on each other, so... Okay, good, yeah. good. And now, I think this has gotten so important and so useful, uh, such a great tool, that you were mentioning, like, there's a YouTube channel? So yeah. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, so we found, I mean, like I said, it took us almost a, the whole semester before we got a grip, grip on it, and we decided there's no one place you can go to learn everything. Plus, all of my peers were asking me, like, hey, how do you do this on Anki? How do you do this? And it was taking a lot of my time. Mm. Uh, so we decided, we just decided, let's let's make a whole video series mm. and how to use it. So we just, we did. We made a whole YouTube channel that goes step by step from beginning to more advanced skills. And you could probably watch the whole thing on two times speed mm-hmm. in like an hour. Okay. So. And what, what, what's the YouTube channel called? It's called The Anking, mm-hmm. like Anki King. So, can you spell it for people? Well, it, we'll yeah. have a link in the little, yeah. little ditty. So, A N K I N G. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, I get the sense, again, I don't know too much about this. I'm very envious of your generation because, yeah. like, you know, people mention Anki, and I don't know, I just hear, like, over the years, I've heard about so many kind of apps and, yeah. and programs. What I'm understanding, though, is, is, like, maybe a flashcard you build for yourself might not work so well for someone right next to you but they will have the ability to maybe go in and then create one that's a little bit better does yeah, that make sense or totally they, or so it's, it, it sounds like it's like even though it seems it sounds like it helps people's individual learning style yeah absolutely okay yeah it, would, would that be a fair statement like flashcards yeah. that may work for you may not work for someone else yeah okay yeah well and like i i downloaded this deck of i think it's twenty five thousand cards mm-hmm. and every day when i'm going through them to unlock the ones that i'm learning i'll add to them too you know the mm-hmm. first aid book comes out every year and there's updates mm-hmm. and so i'll read through that and if there's something different than the flashcard or if, or i can even just screenshot a screen and, and put it into the flashcard just just mm-hmm. if i want to so i update the cards regularly i add things to them all mm-hmm. the time 
That's great. And you don't have to pay on key? There's, there's not it's like, free. Okay. The iPhone app is $25. Okay. Android's free. The okay. computer one, which is the, the main one, is, mm-hmm. is free. So other than helping students and getting that warm, fuzzy feeling, what do they get out of it? I mean, it's just, it's just open source? I mean, yeah. yeah okay. But I, I think the guy that made it uh, makes his money off of the iPhone app. Okay. And that's about it. But, okay. Yeah. So th- the feeling is, is like people create this using their laptop or desktop, but they mostly kind of use it on their iPhone. Or uh, no, I do, mo- I do my cards on the computer okay. a lot. Okay. But right. it, I have it on my phone just, you know, if you're waiting for a bus or whatever, you can Bingo. You so, can yeah, it's like the convenience factor. Yeah. You know, it's right, right at your fingertips. Exactly. Okay. I, I'm, starting to, I'm yeah. starting to get it. Yeah. God, God. <laughs> you make me feel old. Oh, my gosh. This is fascinating. Okay. Um, last few minutes. Um I always ask, I love asking this. I'm not going to hold you to it. Yeah. But as of today, what kind of doctor do you want to be? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> Especially because I've been shadowing all sorts of things and I love everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm leaning more dermatology. Okay. That's what my dad is and, mm-hmm. and I like that field. But pretty close up on that list, I just shadowed oculoplastics, Ooh. which sounds fascinating. Um, ENT, urology are on that list for sure. So definitely, I'm so. hearing surgery. Surgery, I'm, for sure. Surgically, yeah. Surgical subspecialties, using your hands, yeah. cool little more devices. The, the more fine technical stuff. I like the artistic component of plastic surgery, so okay. something in that area. All right. And then my last question, Nick. Um, what advice do you have those out there who are thinking about med school or maybe unsure of you know, what path is right for them? What would you say to those people? I would say... Uh, go spend some time in the hospital. And mm-hmm. If you're shadowing a doctor or a nurse or whatever, it doesn't matter. You'll see everybody that's in the hospital. Uh, and I think people know pretty quick whether or not they like health care mm-hmm. as a field. And then from that point, you just got to figure out where you want to go. Do you want to go nursing? Do you want to go medicine? Do you want to go dentistry? Mm-hmm. Uh, but first figure out, do you like health care? Do you like working with people and blood and that kind of stuff? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Nick, this has been great. Uh, I'll have you come back on a little bit later. Maybe we can get updates about how Anki is going, yeah. especially leading to the step one yeah. mega test in a, a little over a year, I guess. God, yeah. Feels like yeah. time's fast. Um, cool. Well, thanks, Nick. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.